You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to Rua Space, where we look to make space for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in our everyday lives. Welcome to the fifth dwelling place of St. Teresa of Avila's The Interior Castle. Now, in this dwelling place, she is really starting to get into this idea of union with God, this Mm -hmm. prayer type that just brings about blessing. And she's really struggled to explain exactly what it is or what it's like, but she sort of says when you experience it, you know it. Um, And she's also been very clear throughout the whole thing that it's not something we can earn. However, we can prepare ourselves. So in this dwelling place, she really gets into What type of people ought we be? What do we have to do not to earn it, but to sort of like prepare ourselves, be in a position? Right. Right. It's being in a position where it can take place. So she has a lot of analogies in this uh, dwelling place. But one of them that we wanted to start talking about was the analogy of in her time, which mind you was... 500 years ago, um, there would be a betrothal. People would be agreed to be married. And at some point, the future bride and groom would generally meet each other Mm. and they would get to know each other a little bit more. And that would commit in their hearts, yes, I am going to marry this person. Mm. And she said the fifth dwelling place is that sort of an experience where God brings you close to him in union and it's not the final union like when you're married and you're like fully forever together but it's it's that meeting where you Mm. come to know each other and god sees us and we see him at such close proximity that we can't help but be totally devastated by anything other than god at this point yeah what a beautiful image and i think you explained it well you even brought up some things for me where i was like oh this is really helpful to think of it that way <laughs> but along with this marriage analogy then are sort of all of these little uh, offshoots these tributaries mm-hmm. of what it means when you are going to marry someone and so I think there's three or four of them worth talking about. And first is the idea of detachment. And so when you think in the book of Genesis, when it says, you know, you will leave your father and mother and cleave to your spouse, St. Teresa is really big about the importance of detaching from finding our full fulfillment in things of the world, Mm -hmm. especially self-interest, that for Mm -hmm. her to truly become one with God, and of course she really specifies that this is a spiritual union, um, we have to really say, I am not as concerned with those things of the world. Now, again, as we said before, not Gnosticism, right? Not, oh, just the spiritual is good and the physical is bad. But there is saying when you realize your ultimate desire and fulfillment comes from God, then everything else you engage in the world is still important, but it is not the stuff you are married to. It isn't what makes or breaks you. In fact, she would say that the things of this world that should concern us at this point are the love for our neighbor. And so we should still be very much, I believe she would say, engaged in our world. And she does actually say, be certain that the more advanced you see you are in love for your neighbor, the more advanced you will be in the love of God. And so she she talks about God desires this selfless Mm -hmm. abandon for other people and using whatever resources, whatever time, whatever anything we have, for the love of our neighbor. And she even goes so far as to say, like, remember, 
don't get out of, you know, don't get out of sync because you lost some prayer time because the call of serving your neighbor came up. And that's the significance of this. But is she, because you have met the bridegroom, you have this desire to serve him. And by loving him, that's how you are able by loving your neighbor. That's how you're able to love him. Absolutely. And that was, that again was something I think is so central to this conversation because at Rua Space, which by the way, if you've been enjoying these videos, please subscribe, please leave us a review both on Apple iTunes and on YouTube. But so central to talking about centering prayer and meditation and silence. And we talk about yoga faith, all this stuff. It's about creating space for Mm -hmm. us to connect to our interior place. But she actually is saying the most important thing is not interior, but the way we go out and love others. Can I share an analogy yes, that you just... Yes, do it, okay. do it. So one of the things she talks about is she said, consider a silkworm, which one yeah. I love because you have to actually sit and think about it. So um, I'm sure there's YouTube videos, but yeah. consider a silkworm. And she said, what they do is they're a little worm and they eat and they grow and then eventually they build a cocoon. And she says that things that can help us build that cocoon are things like meditating and silence, mm. all of the stuff he just mentioned. Um, the Those are the things that we spin, and that helps us die to ourselves. It helps us learn to love God. Those are things we can actively do to pursue God. And she says it's no matter how great our effort is, this fifth dwelling place comes because God brings you there. Mm-hmm. It's not because you've earned your way there in any sense of it. So we can do these little things that will help build up our cocoon and prepare us to be ready. But that metamorphosis, that change that happens when the silkworm turns into a butterfly, that is the hand of God working yeah. right there. And so that is just, I thought, such a beautiful analogy of, one, the importance of pursuing prayer, silence, meditation, love for your neighbor. And it's preparing yourself so that God can transform you. And God can, of course, do it without us, but the one thing we can do is build up that little cocoon. Well, that's why we have our ministry called Rua Space, making space for the spirit, that we create that cocoon. But to take that analogy one step further, she talks about the fact that it must die in order to become the butterfly and fly, you know, fly, right? Right. And so to become more beautiful. And so there's this aspect then, again, of dying to self. And that's sort of related to the detachment idea, but dying to our will of what we think is best for us, dying to our rights even. She, you know, dying to the idea of, well, this is what I need to be happy. This is what I deserve. And saying, actually, much better to serve and love and give to others. There's this quote I love. She says, if we fail in love of neighbor, we are lost. May it please the Lord, uh, this will never be so. For if you do not fail, I tell you that you shall receive from his majesty the union that was mentioned. And we have to ask God to give us this love for our neighbor. And that is then connected to God's will. That this union, right, when you become married, we're married, it's about becoming one. Now, we don't think the same on everything, but I would say on major decisions in life, we know it's right. Because we both feel a huge sense of peace about it. Mm -hmm. And so what she's saying here is we have to die to self to give of our will to the other, which in this case is God. And so it feels like a death because all these things in the world are like, you need me to be important. You need money. You need a big house. You need this career. You need this fame. You need your rights. And she's saying actually by dying to all those things and forming your will with God you actually realize that God's will is what's best for you and you gain life. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to take a step backwards a little bit. Um, We're kind of zigzagging around here, but like Phil mentioned... They're all circling around that marriage idea. Like Phil mentioned this 
the fifth dwelling place too, I think last in the last video, we're into more of the mystic prayer experience here. So it is a little more complicated. We can't yeah. tell you A leads to B, B leads to right. C. We can merely tell you what she tells us, which is you put yourself in the position to the best of your ability. You pray for it. You desire it. And yeah. then it's up to God to take you here and, and all of that. But I did think it was really interesting. Um, some notes that I took were what kind of person... Mm -hmm has been in the fifth dwelling place because that's always what I'm wondering is have have I been there am I a fifth dwelling placer or am I like I'm pretty sure I'm still back at three but that's okay um so I thought that was interesting she said um undeniably you will know that you've had this experience it'll stick with you um for days because it'll transform your soul but she said some of the attributes of people who have experienced this is that oftentimes they desire to suffer great trials for God. They want solitude. They desire all to know God. So that that deep care mm. that other people in the world also come to know Christ. Um, they're no longer compelled by the things used to build the co cocoon. Mm. So I that really stood out to me. Um, I guess because if you've met God on such a personal level, then you understand the place of those other pieces yeah. better. Yeah, that's my hypothesis, friends. Well, There's I think no. what she's saying there is that <laughs> that connection was so great. None of those other things can bring it about again. Right. That it's just pure gift, that it lasts for a short period of time. So mm -hmm. she's not downplaying those things, mm -hmm. but saying when you truly find your union, no one else, nothing else mm -hmm. will compare to the connection with And I that. like that you just brought that up because one of the things she does say is it doesn't last forever. Yeah. Just like two people who are engaged, they meet and then they part. Mm -hmm. And it's not a forever thing at that point. Anyway, um, she said oftentimes, though, actually she said always, but that's okay. Um, they will be restless and they don't know where to settle. They feel estranged from the earthly things, I would presume because they've seen the glory of God the in their soul. Yeah. And so then they're not, they're not feeling that draw. Um, and they also have a painful desire to leave this world. And I think that leads to their restlessness because mm. they can tell they don't really belong, but they also know deeply that God has a purpose for them here. And so they are still to serve him in yeah. this world. So it leads to that tension. Yeah. When I mean, we were invited to be reconcilers of all things, God so loved the whole world. And so we're invited to be fully right. there. But again, a desire to realize it can't fulfill us. We desire to be fully with God right. all the time. Right. So... Well, she says this, and I think this is a good a good way to end, because whether you find that this explains an experience that you've had and you recognize yourself in this in this uh, setting, or whether this is something you go, wow, I never even knew that was a possible part of faith, and I'm eager to pursue that, to build my cocoon using the spiritual disciplines so, neighbor. so that I can pray that God would transform yeah. me in this way. Um, but... Uh, I think regardless of where you find yourself, this word from St. Teresa um, is very encouraging. It must always be understood that one has to strive to go forward in the service of our Lord and in self-knowledge. Mm. Amen. Yes. Friends, thank you for being on this journey with us. May you continue to explore your relationship with God and may you love others. Again, subscribe below, leave us a review, and we will see you next week. Grace and peace, friends.